I'm Victoria. And this is Mika. And this is... A Word at the Table. Why, guys? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I said it was mad energy, no, too. No, it. It's actually funny. Like, oh, word. I don't know. I started thinking about what I was going to say. Oh, oh, I don't know. I was, I was looking at my phone. My, my bad. bad. Well, it's a word at the table. <laughs> On three. One, two, three. A word at the, the table. table. All right. Nico's in protest, obviously. <laughs> episode um that was an interesting intro to our outro but um yeah so our last episode for the season i hope you guys enjoyed the season so far um for this episode it'll just be a little different i basically printed out some testimonies from random people and i just wanted us to like each read a testimony and then we could just like talk about it it's very freeforming to talk about it do whatever and then just have some questions at the end um, so yeah. Ooh, we're I'm reading? Read These are real people's Yes, real testimonies I found online. All right. I'll take Judy. All right. We don't have their permissions, but. Which one do you want me to take? Oh, anybody? First. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll do Cordy. I don't know who Cordy is, but I can do. Okay. So should I start? Yeah. Okay, so this is Cordy's testimony. It's titled, Through the Fire, Undamaged. When I was a member of the James Island Fire Department, we were called out to a house fire. After we arrived, it was noted that the fire was located in the den and consumed most of the entire den before we could get it extinguished. After putting the fire out, we performed the cleanup of all the all burnt materials, This is known in fireman's lingo as salvage or overhaul. As I looked around the room, I noticed that the den had a player piano. It had gotten so intensely hot in the den that the keys on the piano were melted into one big lump. As I was cleaning the room, cleaning up the room, I noticed a large book. I picked it up and discovered it was a family Bible. As I dusted it off, it appeared to be in good shape. I took the Bible out to the lady of the house and gave her my regrets. This was the only thing to survive. As we looked at the book, we noticed that the pages were not even tarnished. The word of God had gone through the heat undamaged. This experience is one that I will never forget. This dun, dun, dun. is what Baptist Baptist preachers live for. Seriously, <laughs> I said, okay. and the word of God it was unburned. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. Y'all not ready for this this morning. Y'all not ready. If I knew I was coming, <laughs> through the fire, it was undamaged. They had the piano. The piano was burned, <laughs> but the word of God. But the word of God. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Preach faster. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. But yeah, no, that's a crazy story. I like I was, it. It's just like wow. Out yeah. of all yeah. the things that were untouched. I've heard I've heard um stories like that and testimonies that mm-hmm. like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not Judy. Judy's testimony. It's titled, I've Never Been Happier. 
I'm a mother of three and grandmother to six. I went to church as a child, but of course, when I got old enough to make my own decision, I quit going. I started smoking cigarettes at 16, and also at that age, I had my first drink of alcohol. Mm. At, <laughs> at first, I was drinking just as an occasional thing, but as the years wore on, I drank more and more. We, lit, we moved into a trailer park, and one of my neighbors invited me to her church. I went off and on for about a year. I wanted to go to church and come home and drink a beer. I would go to church and come home and drink a beer. The day I gave up my life to Christ was March 21st, 2004. I wish I could say I never drank again, but I did. The last time I had a drink was two, June 6, 2004. June 6, 2004. Since then, the Lord has taken away taken away from me the taste for alcohol. I've never been happier. Now I believe the Lord is taking away my nicotine addiction. It's been three days. I want everyone to pray over me because I know the no God has answers prayers. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Healed from alcoholism. So what yeah. do we what do we think about this? I do like the fact that she really did say like even though she gave herself to Christ in March, like she was still drinking. Like it wasn't like it was like an instant <clears throat> thing. Like I mean it was three like, months. That that's pretty quick. That's pretty quick, yeah. And sure. alcoholism is like, an actual yeah. disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome um and i i also like the fact that she owns up to um like that she still smokes and she still has a nicotine addiction Mm -hmm. and although she's only been sober for three days she sees that as a success yeah Yeah. and has faith that it'll continue Mm -hmm. that way so i like that so like I feel like the um, healing power of God is not like, it's not magic. It's like, right. it's, it's an ever <clears throat> growing walk. Like you're ever going to, you're always going to um, need him. You're always going to need like him to help you with this situation. It's not like, oh, I was healed in 2004 and I've been good ever since. Yeah, you know, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like, it was Praise like, God. Exactly. You know? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I live happily ever after. Like, no. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not always like, sometimes it's like that, but it's not always like that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I feel like it's a bumpy road. It's not, like, simple. I think Kanye said that one time. I think he was, like, in one of his lyrics, he was, like, I've been baptized three or four times. And I was, like, sometimes you need that. (laughs) Sometimes you need to keep going, like, you know, as long as you keep going back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and everyone keep her in prayer because she asks for prayer. So, yeah. Come on, Judy. You can do it. You can do it. All right, I'll read Doug. (laughs) <laughs> don't do Doug like that alright Doug's story suicide is not the way out as a teenager I was very depressed I wanted to die I experienced suicidal ideation I ended up in the hospital for 10 days and was diagnosed with manic depression or bipolar disorder fortunately for me someone reached out to me in my desperate time and told me about the love of God as expressed through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection I was on lithium for a while and was in counseling for a number of years on antidepressants. That was 30 years ago. Today, I consider myself a healed helper, mm. made well through the process of healing and renewing of my mind over many years. Oh, wow. Amen. Mm. Suicide. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And obviously, he tried to kill himself a couple times. What's lithium? Lithium is, well, it's, um, it's a chemical, but it's a simple chemical, but it's one of the ways that, um, one of the chemicals that has been found to be effective at treating depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that when you take lithium, it actually 
is very, very bad for your liver, I think. Oh, no. And so, like, it's destroying your body in the process. But some people, that's the only thing that can keep them sane. It's like so they, they take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so sad. It's mm-hmm. like a temporary fix. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it's it really helps with like the manic depression. So mm-hmm. it's ra- it's rather um, taking yourself out through suicide, which is quick, or mm-hmm. this sort of poisoning yourself. But it gives you some relief while you take it. Yeah, mm. I wish you would have mentioned more about how like the person reached out to him. He was just yeah. like, "Why well, someone reach out to me?" And you know. Guys are short and sweet, so he's like, I I got the story. You guys get the point. Right? Lots happened, but I'm healed. Doug was like, I went through it, I'm good now. Yeah. And and I think he also says, uh, you know, he's a healed helper, so he uses his experience. Even Mm, though, like, it was 30 years ago, like, he still recognizes that as, like, he should not be alive today, and he still, like, he uses that to help others, so I, mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, wow, I've never heard that term, healed helper. Mm-hmm. Like, I was healed, and I'm, like, helping others. Yeah. All right, Doug. Mm-hmm. I think when, like, dealing with, um, like, ideas of suicide, I think, I think, obviously, I don't have all the answers, but I think one of the um, issues is, like, patience, because it's, like, you're in a bad spot, and you don't think it's going to get better, but you need to have patience. Like, just like, even like in the secular world, they're like, mm-hmm. they always say it gets better. Like, don't, yeah. you know, make a decision right now. It gets better. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes people, when they're going through that, they don't believe that. They're like, mm-hmm. it needs to get better now, though. What yeah. you mean? Like, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess like sometimes that pain is so unbearable. Oh, because mm-hmm. like for me, every time I think about suicide, and this may sound insensitive, but I think especially with people that have families mm-hmm. like how yeah. hard are they suffering that they, they not thinking about are that. willing to put their family through the pain of losing them oh my mm-hmm. god like I the, and i think even if they thought about it it must be that that pain is so deep that mm-hmm. it's like it's so unbearable that that's the only way for them like getting out of it but it's it's really it's really sad and tough to think about yeah. yeah, and every time you hear a story about suicide, the person is always like happy or like no one knew that that's what the person was thinking. Everyone was like, "Yeah, I just saw him yesterday and he was great." Or I yeah. saw her yesterday and she was great. And yeah, because like, they put on a mask. Yeah, to yeah. mask it. I think the other thing is, I think like if you're dealing with sadness, for me, one thing that. I try to do is really like live true to my emotions. If I'm sad, I'm not gonna try to like look happy mm-hmm. for anybody. If I'm sad and I'm crying in front of a lot of people, I don't care. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think like if I think we have to get rid of like the stigma that comes with owning your emotions. Like, just own your emotion and mm-hmm. be be happy, be mad, be angry, be mm-hmm. sad, be whatever, like, and not care about, like, what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's embarrassing in the moment, it's better for you to, like, express it. Yeah, express, express it in it. moderation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know some people unless who, you want to kill somebody, don't express that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know some people who, yeah. they dwell in their feelings. Like, if they're having a bad day, they will turn that into a bad week. And it's like, mm. you're still tripping off that? You know, yeah. like, mm. so, I feel yeah. like it's good to express it, it's good to feel that, yeah. but don't well on it like right yeah right. like you do like i think also for me too the other thing is for me like if i'm angry about something like if i'm getting angry i know like i know what to do to make myself like not angry anymore mm-hmm. if i'm getting sad i'll let myself be sad but i can 
I have a way to like get out of that too. Yeah. Like just know, like get to know yourself. It's mm-hmm. it's good to know yourself. Yeah. yeah, like I love listening to praise and worship songs. Like if I'm really going through it, that calms me down. Yeah. So, and just find your thing, whatever it is, a healthy coping mechanism. Healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll help no drugs. Yeah. No drugs. Yeah. Unless they're prescribed. <laughs> Even if they are prescribed. Yeah, no. if they're prescribed, make sure, <laughs> make sure you take them as prescribed. <laughs> them doctors, them doctors be straight up drug dealers. They're like, let me give you some. Love. And it's like, yeah. you don't really need that sometimes. I think you're diagnosed with this. Well, like, no, I'm not. Yeah. So, That's yeah. a whole other topic, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that, that in the mental health episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I have like a mistrust of some doctors. Mm. They're like, because like, I think one time, like my dad needed something, and I was like, Dad, don't take that. No, no, I don't want you. I don't oh, want I you do. taking that. I mean, yeah. everything my mom is prescribed, I read. I read the full prescribing information. That's that that mm-hmm. long leaflet that has all of the clinical trial data and all of the possible side effects and I look at the statistics of those oh, side effects and I'm like well mom, well I mean I do it because that's what I do yeah, at yeah. work <laughs> so uh, but I think like it, it's a lot to do but it's the prescribing information is written in language that anyone can understand okay. like you'll come up across a word and be like whoa I don't mm. know what that means but google it um mm. so I think if you're prescribed something really like look into it and like way the drug is on the market because the fda found that the side effects are are not they're not they don't outweigh the pros the yeah the mm-hmm. benefits of the drug yeah and i still don't trust cases, that yeah because they're so, still business they want they, want they will sell you anything like i feel like just because no, your doctor gives, not gives anything. it to you honestly i feel like just because your doctor gives it to you doesn't mean it's the best thing for you no it's it may not be the best thing but i think like I, from working in the industry, the FDA does a due diligence to um, make sure that the drugs that are in the public uh, mm-hmm. domain has benefits, benefit enough that outweigh the risks of the drugs. Yeah. So like if you're dying of cancer, maybe your your life will be prolonged a little bit. You may not be healed, but you'll be with your families mm-hmm. and your loved ones a, a, a little bit longer than you would have been if you didn't have the drug. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah, of course. But like, I feel yeah. like if you go in there, it's like, oh, my finger hurts. And it's like, oh, take Vicodin. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need that. You don't yeah. need that. You know? but, but I think that comes to like, not just, not the drugs themselves, but I think the healthcare system has to be revamped. Mm. Like the, the way that doctors are taught to diagnose patients, the mm. way that doctors are taught to prescribe drugs, um, that has to be looked at. And I think there's and not the money enough. handling too. Yes. Like I don't yeah. Don't they get like a cut of the drugs that they prescribe or something? Um, like they're not incentivized, always. right? Not always. I think that's more I think so. I saw a documentary was, in college, and I was like, "What?" Not like sometimes there are um, there are those relationships between doctors and like the uh, manufacturers of mm. a drug, but I think that's more so like with medical devices like if a doctor is doing a surgery on you they can say oh we're gonna use this like novel instrument that that we're gonna make small incisions we don't have to cut you all the way Mm. and that tool that they're using is probably um that they have a deal with the maker of that device Mm. manufacturer but Mm. that if they use that maybe they'll get a percentage of whatever anyway we're getting deep into this so (laughs) Um, anybody want me to yeah. the last one? Tracy. Ooh, Tracy's a, Tracy, Tracy's thick. 
She's Tracy said she's healed completely. I can read it. Okay, because that's a lot of reading. <laughs> it's a lot. Ready? Oh, we were Tracy talking about we were talking about cancer. This is a C mammogram, so oh, okay. let's read it. Tracy's testimony. It's titled "I Am Healed Completely." In July of 2003, I went in for a mammogram. The doctor did all the re- relevant tests and told me to go home. He said the lump that I had in my breast was benign. Two months later, I was in so much pain that I insisted on having a second mammogram. I found out the next day after having a biopsy after having after a biopsy was performed that in fact I had a very high grade of infiltrating carcinoma. The surgeon that the doctor had referred me to wanted a substantial amount of money up front before he would operate, money that I didn't have. That night, I told my husband's boss about my situation. He was an angel of God who changed everything. He referred me to an oncologist where I had chemotherapy. The treatment worked together with the Holy Spirit, and after only four treatments, the lump disappeared. After treatment, my prognosis was so amazing, I didn't need to take any tablets. Although the treatment was very aggressive, not once was I sick except for hair loss. I am healed completely. I have had four tests and I still no, and I, and still no trace of cancer. I am not in remission. I am healed by the blood of Jesus Christ Amen. and I am eternally grateful to the Father God. Jesus is and will always be the Lord of my life. I know that's right, Tracy. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, these doctors, sometimes they don't know what they're talking about. You <laughs> said how I don't talk about you good. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she's like, well, she's, yeah. all. she's in pain. Her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the other thing to take away from this, since we were talking about medications and all that, and um, uh, Tracy's testimony with uh, experience with cancer, it's take ownership of your health. Mm. Even when you go to a, to a doctor and you get a diagnosis, get a second opinion mm-hmm. um, yeah. and do your own that? research. Mm. Everyone is capable. Like if you can read and write, like just go online and do some research. You, there's a lot of information online that you have to um, like decipher and know like what's right and what's wrong. But do research. You know, like, funny, I don't actually just don't take, agree with that though. I, I don't agree with doing your own research because like you can work yourself into a stupor yeah Yeah. and then like you'll be like oh my god i am dying tomorrow and it's like girl no you're not you have a cold always google their symptoms yeah (laughs) you know i think like i i say that in a way and i i can i can say that i guess maybe from my perspective because i guess i have like a little bit of knowledge yeah like in that field yeah but i think you could do your own research (laughs) i think the other um aspect of it too like don't if you're going through like um, some like you have some medical issues, have someone that you trust and love and are comfortable with knowing your stuff. Just be with you at the doctor because sometimes like in doing your own research and looking up information, you could overwhelm yourself. Like mm-hmm. have somebody that you can share that with, and that person because they're not in the situation mm-hmm. themselves. They can help you decipher through that. Mm-hmm. When you go to the doctor, take somebody with you. If you're going to the doctor, take a pen and paper with you and write down what the doctor's saying um and things that like that like to avoid um being overwhelmed and also like 
just knowing what you're being treated for. Because sometimes you're like, ah, it's all in the doctor's hands. The doctor got it. And that doctor is not good no. at his job. No, uh, he is tired. Yeah. <laughs> he got 20 patients waiting. He's like, Doctors rush. They yeah. really rush. And like they're it. people. Like yeah. some people are yeah. legitimately bad at their jobs, yeah. you know? Like just because he has a degree doesn't mean he's great. Yeah. Like, and your job is affecting lots. I know, like, right? Like, and I feel like doctors sometimes get a bad rep when it comes to like faith and like because it's always bashing like the doctor said this oh yeah yeah and yeah this is what happened I'd be like dang doctor got it be like like my God did but the doctor couldn't yeah. you know and the doctor's like I, I tried my best <laughs> I'm not God okay? he's but like you didn't thing, want my help though. you can't you can't put your faith in the doctor yeah, yeah like the doctor all. is a man exactly literally um he yeah. just studied medicine mm. i don't know that could have been maybe you. he's really bad at studying like, yeah. just because he has a degree i have a degree i don't remember half the things i remember, yeah. like i learned in college like yeah. i feel like doctors can't be that much different i'm not saying doctors are not great they're not they, yeah like i'm not saying that they're not good at their job we're not bashing them yes we're not bashing them or whatever they are um necessary in society but they're not the end-all be-all right yeah. like they are helpers or whatever right and they are, they are not practicing God. professionals like you practice medicine exactly it means that you are never perfect at it mm-hmm. that's Do what you, it is like, you're a practicing yeah. doctor yeah. and like doctors they have some methods that are super flawed like didn't they do lobotomies like a hundred years ago thinking like this would help <laughs> mental illness oh. they would chip away chunks of your brain you know yeah. like this is like what they did you know yeah. just, they don't know what they're doing right. <laughs> science is evolving guys yeah. i gotta defend science a little bit here. uh <laughs> it's not perfect but it's evolving yeah. it's an evolution of knowledge so the more they know the better they can do hopefully in like a hundred <laughs> years or so they'll like look back and they're like you know they actually used to ingest poison to get rid of cancer <laughs> that's <laughs> barbaric silly. you know like and it's just like oh yeah like you know yeah. hopefully it'll be better by then yeah so how do you guys feel when hearing other people's testimonies i think it depends on the testimony yeah. i have to say honestly sometimes i'm like mm, is that that testimony? Yes, like no testimonies. You know, and I, I don't believe that they're actually lying, but it was like, did it really happen like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, extra you know? over the top, right? Like, and then the winds came <laughs> and blew me across the nation. When I was born, I was deaf in both ears. Like, no, you weren't. I, was like, I didn't have a head. But like, well, did this happen? No surgeries, now I can hear again. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, it makes me, I think I, I, this like, what I, we're talking about. <laughs> right. Doubt sometimes seeps in, but if it's something that I relate to, like something that may have mm. happened to me or it's something that I can envision, like, it makes me, it strengthens my faith. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It gives you hope. It's like, oh, okay, right. God this for this person. Mm-hmm. It could definitely happen to anyone, myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's good to hear testimonies because we read them in the Bible, but it's good to hear that like God is still performing miracles now. Oh, of course. And, like it may, yeah. If if it hasn't happened for you personally, like you're like, oh, okay, oh, so He does do still perform for miracles. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like we're not talking about like the testimonies of like Sadrach or like me. Like we're not talking about yeah. those people. We're talking about like. Mika, you know, right, like, exactly. like, like, to right, me. Yeah. Like, oh snap! He, you it's know, about like, Moses. Yeah, 
Oh, <laughs> right. You're part yeah. of the Red Sea. So yeah. they gone, you know, like, they gone. Don't do that right now. We're part of Red Sea right like, now. I, the last time I knew the Red Sea parted was like never. <laughs> right. No yeah. correlation to yeah. mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. helps you bring it to reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like I always reference rappers, which is weird, but like, um, is it? <laughs> but Chance the Rapper, his album, The Coloring Book, is basically a testimony about mm-hmm. like how when he finally, like, um, not gave his life to God, but like, like really like put God in the forefront. That's when, you know, Apple started messing with him and da 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 da, whatever, right? So he's like, everything I do, I gotta put God first. And I'm like, that's Chance. That, that mm-hmm. is a good sentiment to have. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the girl in Black Panthers, was it Shuri? I think it was Shuri. She, she had like this whole testimony about when she finally gave herself to God, that's when she got the Black Panther role. Nice. Yeah. Through my mom. Right. Which one was the, the, the one, the, the sister. sister. The one that was all techie. Oh. I think her name is Leticia or something. I have yeah. no idea. Oh, I have thoughts on her, but I'll just keep it to myself. Oh, no. You now you got to speak on it. What are you doing right now? Are you doing? Something about her makes me uncomfortable. I don't really? know what it is. I think it's her voice. Is it because uh, she looks like a child? I think it's she because is, she looks yeah. like a child. She looks like a legitimate child. Also, with her voice, it's just annoying. <laughs> no, okay. See, but like, she'll I'm never like, be a guest yeah, on this show. Like, Sorry, boo. Uh, but it's just like, I'm, I, like, I get annoyed at like, like the smallest things sometimes mm. and that's just what, like I can even watch an interview that she's done like oh, really no. I'm that annoyed by her oh no yeah <laughs> hey, well, sorry I mean Shout hey. out to you girl I mean hey yeah, yeah but oh, all those women no. in that movie was like dope yeah she was, they like, were she all was great. great yeah one was like a warrior the role was great yeah but yeah no, but I, so I, she I, got I, the role after giving yeah, her yeah, yeah. Whatever. good I, for her because yeah. something like when I first saw her I was, she was, like, I was like oh that's that's a grown woman oh okay she's how old is she she's grown she's in her 20s She's wow. grown, but she looks like mid twenties. I don't know about oh, mid twenty like one, but like mm-hmm. I wow. think she's grown. She's not a child. For some reason, I thought she was like twenty one. Um, like Leticia Wright, Leticia Wright, or something like that. Her age is oh no, Wikipedia oh, wants all this money from me. <laughs> 25 wow. mama is 25 and African okay okay I mean people tell me I look young oh no Diana is not in Africa my bad oh she's, she's Guyanese yeah. oh mm, okay. South American well, oh I keep getting it wrong and also Caribbean they do consider themselves <laughs> yeah. Caribbean so mm. yeah well I guess we kind of answered it well do you guys think it's difficult for people to really believe in other testimonies yes yeah I think it's like sometimes you could question it. Again, I don't think they're lying about the whole thing. I just think they're like exactly because like why was it? Yeah, some spice. Yeah, they put all this extra seasoning. They put all this extra seasoning. Or they can leave some stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't say everything that they want. Right? It's like "Mm, they don't need to know that. Yeah, let me take that part out when I'm in the corner smoking drugs. Like yeah, right. Nobody needs to know that. Yeah. And um, last question: Do you guys have any testimonies? Did you just say smoking drugs? However, how do you pop Dope it up? In the corner? Shooting up. Talking on the mod Shooting up them drugs. That's how that sounded? I mean, like, <laughs> it sounded very, like, unhip. I don't know. Like, yeah. Pop, pop pills in the corner. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's what, yeah, that's, that is what Smoking drugs. <laughs> these kids these days. Would you like to smoke some drugs with me? Like, no. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking of how the person would say it as a testimony. Like, oh, okay. they wouldn't be like, I popped the molly. Like, you know. I yeah, yeah I was doing drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, do you guys have any testimonies you would like to share? 
Mm. I do. Oh. I have plenty of testimonies that I want to share. But like, no, I do have plenty of testimonies. I do not want to share them. Ooh. Oh, it's, okay. I just, Damn, like, sorry, guys. You're like, <laughs> oh, we're about to hear something yeah, good. They're like, man. Talk about, oh, now you guys talk about no, it. No, no, it's just like a testimony <laughs> is like, I feel like it's super intimate and I'm just not that type of person. Like, okay. it, like when God tell, like when God does something for me or whatever, I'm like grateful. I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. And I'll probably share it with like one or two people. Mm. Like mm. if it comes up naturally in conversation. Oh, that right? Like, God knows my heart. You know how you I make know. me. <laughs> right? Nah. But like, I'm not going to, I am not going to be the type of person to go up to the pulpit, talk about. <laughs> like, oh, you you Brothers and sisters, <laughs> let me tell you. i like, no, I don't, I'm just not that type of person. But I'm also not the type of person to like post a picture of me and Bay. Like, mm. it's just like, I'm not like outwardly expressive expressive of love thank you there Mm -hmm. we go I'm not outwardly expressive of love so it's like somebody does something great for me I'll like thank that person but I won't be like do you know what Gigi did does everybody everybody gather around around. like like, that's just not me like I would feel really weird about that yeah Mm. well you shouldn't idolize anyone like that anyway yeah I see what you mean no I think I think it's good to share your testimonies because you don't know like who it will help mm-hmm. and who will get something from it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just have to come to that place at whatever time if you ever come to it. Okay, no, if yeah. it comes up yeah. naturally in conversation. I mean, it's coming now. But yeah, if it comes up in naturally in conversation, I'll share yeah. with that person. Like, oh, let me show you, tell you how Jesus delivered me the same exact situation. Mm. But you know, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, it. Yeah, let's see. I, I was, I have testimonies that I can share, and I think it's but just there's just no, too, there's too much. It would take too much time. Oh, that's a cop um, But no, I'm gonna share something. I'm trying to um. think of how, because I think like for me. My testimonies, it's going to be sound like, mm, whatever. <laughs> but, to, <laughs> no. but to me, truly, like, I don't know. Like, everything that happens in my life, I feel like is God-ordained. Mm. Because I don't think that I deserve anything that I have. Because I, I don't think I'm any smarter or any brighter than anybody else. But I think, like, God has <laughs> opened so many doors for me in my life, like, that is with very little effort of my own. Like the only thing that I do is really like just put him first and just walk through the doors that are open mm-hmm. for me, but it's not anything that I do. Um, but the testimony saying, saying that I think just like my new job that I have is an absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like just to think about the people that I'll be working amongst, like it's not even something that I would ever think that um, I would be able to do like this fast. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I don't know. And the fact that the just interview, the interview process was so easy when, so I'm moving from working on television and advertising to working in the pharmaceutical industry. Although I have a background in science, I thought that like, Going into that interview, I'd have to mm. prove myself to these people because they are PhDs from Harvard and MIT and like all of these like super brilliant people. Um, but when I walked into the the interviews, I interviewed with twelve people, I think. All of them, I had 
they had no questions about like whether I'm worthy of the job. And it was just like, oh, we just want to get to know your personality because we already love you and know that you can do this. And I was like, if wow. that isn't God, because right. that's not me. Yeah, right. Because that isn't me. Yeah. And the reason that they knew who I was is just because, um, like, earlier this year, I <clears throat> took it upon myself to just um, to present at this conference, this industry conference. And many of them were in the audience without my knowledge. Like, they listened in and they, were, they listened to me. Uh, present mm-hmm. and they were like oh yeah we totally already know who you are and what you do and what you can do and I don't know it was just like it was amazing wow. and awesome. um, yeah yeah that actually happened to my friend Stephanie yeah. too like it was a job that it really has to deal with something that happened in her past and it would definitely help her as far as <clears> um, <throat> sharing it sharing mm-hmm. her um, experiences and literally like during the interview, I think the CEO or whoever it was was like, "When can you start?" Like, like oh, right yeah. away. Like it was like she said, it felt like it was just what Mika was describing. Yeah. It was ordained, and yeah, and you know, like even from from um, like the time that I read the job description, I was reading <laughs> it, and I'm like, like, well, how did I? First of all, I don't even know how I came about the job. I was looking at different jobs, but like I read it, I'm like, this sounds like exactly what I want, but it's in Indianapolis. Do I want to apply for it? I was sitting on that application for probably like two weeks, not Mm -hmm. submitting it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I submitted the application finally. And then like I got an interview call right away. And then I got an offer like after I flew out, like I got an offer like three weeks later. Not, not, nothing that I did to impress them. Nothing that I didn't try to impress them, honestly. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, that's all God performed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, my testimony is kind of really. Um, it was just um, how I randomly connected with an idea and a thought with someone in my church that we literally had no conversation about, and it was like crazy. But then it ended up helping other people. But um, basically, I wrote a um, a script about um, just everyone in the church like being more unified or like helping other people when they come to the church, like remembering why we are a church and remembering what um, our values are, and obviously putting God at the core. So I literally wrote the script, and we started, you know, getting the actors and everything, and it was it was cool, whatever. And the week before we were going to do the actual play, it was going to be right before my pastor preached because it was kind of intertwined. One of the ladies, I'll just I'll say her name, Sister Cherise. That's the one that always tries to shout us out. On oh, yeah? yeah? Shout out to you, girl. Yeah. Her entire sermon was about my script. And nice. she had no... Like, after she did the sermon, I was like, oh, did you like see the script? She was like, what script? And I was like, whoa. Like, she had no idea. Like, it was crazy like I it was it was just it, I was like is she in my iPhone notes like how, how? like she had yeah <laughs> this would be a good sermon so, um, copy paste yeah. so um so but basically after we did the play a lot of people came up to me and um also Erica that's the pastor's daughter 
also co-wrote it with me. Like we made some changes, but a lot of people came up to us and was like, this has really helped me. I noticed this. And it's so interesting how other people took so many different things from it. Like mm. it wasn't like one message, like so many people took this and so many took that. So it just literally brought us closer together. And um, like, I know I, I, never, I didn't really have like an issue or a problem or anything that was answered, but just in me doing whatever God wanted me to do, whatever God wanted me to write, it ended up helping other people. So that was like really like a big like wow to me. Yeah, nice. so, um, so yeah. yeah. And congrats to Mika. She's engaged and she's moving. Oh, that's right. I'm like, so, it hasn't been set yeah. up the podcast, right? It hasn't. I mean, if you follow yeah. us on Instagram, we posted up her ring. Yeah, ring at a table. Ring at a table. <laughs> so, so yeah, we'll... We'll see how this podcast goes. Maybe we'll be live in Indianapolis. <laughs> we'll see. Vicky's like, mm, I don't yeah. know. No, no, that would be an excuse. I'm like, hey, no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Any final thoughts or anything for the last episode of the season? <laughs> say of the season. Um, I think, like, yeah, I liked season two a lot. I think we grew from. Uh, season one, like as far as like um, our maturity as podcasters mm-hmm. um, and the content and the way that we discuss things. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what is in store for us for the new year and how we'll like continue yeah. with the fact that we're not all in the same place geographically. So yeah. um but I think that we will continue strong. I yeah. hope that it stays strong. Um, it'll just take more organizing yeah. and more communication. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with it. I'm, mm. I'm down to figure it out. Like, we'll figure it out as yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. I think from the past two seasons, like, our content is different. Like, in the way that we, um, I guess, feel more comfortable with talking and how we actually... Um, like small things like not talking over each other mm. <laughs> type of stuff just small things and in general content too so i'm i'm really happy i'm, I'm proud yes. of us for the season and how we progress so mm-hmm. yeah no testimony no thoughts <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> But no, yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> I did a head nod. I was like, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in this for this entire season. Yeah. Appreciate you. And this is A Word at the, the table. table. See you in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and I are not absolutely.